This is one of many shows from the Iconic Evil Podcast. Thanks for listening. <sighs> nice drink. Nice summer drink. Mm, very refreshing. What is that? It's a berry concoction. A berry concoction? No, yes. Of berries. Of berries. And, and kumquats. And kumquats. Kumquats? No, I don't think there's kumquats no, in there. No. 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 A nice drink to start the show. Yes. Let's do it. Let's do it. Welcome to another Weekend Chubby. I'm your curator, Krez. And with me, I guess as always, is... Mugs! And this is episode 26, probably, of Weekend Chubby, called Chubby Fringe Part 1, where we're going to talk basically all things fringe. It's a fringe-filled show. Um, But before we do, how have you been, ma'am? I've been very good. What's been happening with you? I've been quite busy. Um, Busy? Yes. So, so it's been a month. Probably. A bit more than a month. Yeah. Uh, You know, work's been pretty – yeah, work's been really busy, a bit flat out. Um, Work at the chip factory? Yep, chip factory. Making the chips. Making lots of chips for all of you kiddies out there Um, and grown-ups. Uh, what else? Um, have seen plenty of bands. Um, had a little trip to Melbourne. That was oh, nice. And now, yeah. of course, the French. Well, that's the last thing we talked about. Mm. Uh, not the last thing. The A thing we talked about last time was that you're heading off to Melbourne. Yes. So you'll talk a bit about that shortly. But French, yes, we've been fringy. You've been fringing. And it's all – it's fringe season. It's fringe. It is. So um, – Fever. The, the first week. Has uh, has just finished, yeah, and uh, looks like Adelaide's really getting behind it. Um, the city has been alive. It's uh, crazy, especially the East End. Yeah, usual. Yeah, mm. very busy in town. Lots very of people. Busy. Uh, I think it's been more positive as well. I has think it? even yeah. I, I think I don't know. I've been to any for seven years, so okay. I, I have a very weak comparison to draw. That was the computer. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but you would not. But no, so far, um, <coughs> I've I've heard positive feedback so been, from from friends yeah. and, and other people. Um, yeah. And what, and, as far as the quality of show uh, or the, the general quality, vibe? The vibe. Or? I mean, of course, there are things that annoy things. With, you know, with the whole fringe. Like you what? know, certain crowds. And, oh, dickheads! You know, ex- excessive pricing of yeah, um, certain yeah, products. I eat everything. Yes. Um, but look, yes. we do it. We love it. You know, it is an exciting time um, to be in Adelaide. You know, Adelaide certainly does come alive for about four mm. to five weeks it's, during the year. It's I mean, really it's cool. there. Yeah. It's always there. It has a heartbeat. It's yeah. just it kind of explodes. Yes, it yes. ejaculates onto the parklands. <laughs> but to put it crudely, uh, in a with good way, and with confetti and lights, yeah, and bats. And yes. Which we'll talk about that. shortly too. Yeah. Um, but uh, it is a Weekend Chubby and Weekend Chubby has segments and we always start with the first one, which will start now.
what did you learn this week or in recent time since we last talked to you? Um, look, I'm sure I've, I've actually learned a lot of things, mm. um, especially last weekend yeah. when I um, spent a bit of a long weekend in Melbourne. Ah, I do too. Um, so it wasn't all just for, for fun, I guess. Well, it, it really was. It was a holiday. Yeah. Um, but I especially went over to Melbourne to see the American uh, psych slash garage rock band OCs. Um, so I saw them on Saturday night at the Croxton Band Room in Thornbury. So that's just north of Melbourne, probably mm-hmm. about half an hour tram ride, so not too bad. Um, a venue I've never been to before, but I was like pretty impressed. It was, it kind of felt like like a gov, but completely flat. And I think it was a bit larger as well. Is but the gov yeah. not flat? Oh, it's got that step. It's got that, that step. You know, there's those. It has a step. It has that step. Yeah, no, I think I think this venue was it was a bit larger. Um, what I did find interesting though was you'd buy a drink and everything had cents involved instead of just being a straight eight dollars or nine dollars. It was really yeah. Go I like was just like, is that necessary? Eight dollars and thirty five cents. Yeah, it was. Oh, I don't think five cents was involved, but it's like. You know, a vodka, for example, it's like nine dollars thirty. So what? It's very specific, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Why not make it nine fifty then? Uh, yeah, round it off a bit. I found that a bit quirky, <clears throat> um, but nevertheless, the um, the show was one of the. I think it's at the moment it's gig of the year for me. So remind us who the OCs are again. Uh, they it's spelled O H O S E E. Yeah, so O H. So not capital O, capital C. Yes. No, no, no. no. So, okay, so. They used to be called the OCs, O-H-S-E-E-S. And I think it was last year or the year before, they cut the the off, so they're just known as OCs. But they've been around. They've been around for well over 10 years. And um, if anything, I think they've really influenced King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard, the band from Melbourne, the psych band. I don't remember. I thought they were from Sydney. Okay. Yeah, they weren't playing when you were over? No. Because uh, no. you would have gone and seen them. Maybe. Yeah. Um, the OCs, they're, they're a psychedelic slash garage band from pretty sure it's San Francisco um, in the US. And um, like King Gizzard, they release music all the time. I think they've released about 20 to 30 albums. It's okay. just incredible. And they're wow. all they're all flavoured a bit differently, like even with King Gizzard and mm. the Wizard albums, yeah, like we found, feel. you know, they have yeah. been, Although these guys never go jazzy. Right. It's always quite intense. But the uh-huh. band um, has two drummers, yeah. which makes it even more interesting. And sure. more often than not, they are actually playing the same you know, so the same beat, the same an intensity of yeah. beat, but yeah. is it also a bit show offy? Like look um, what we can do. It's probably also there to keep the energy up. So of course, drumming for a long period of time would be freaking tiring, especially if it's like really intense. Mm. You know, lots of oh, so one of them can take a break now. So then. well, <laughs> or if anything, it's to edge the other person on to just you know let's keep going. And look, they um, OCs played for an hour and a half. And um, at one moment they had like a 25-minute jam, like where they just played and played and played, and it was incredible. But, look, it was a really intense show. Um, 
I was lucky enough to be kind of at the front, um, great vantage point, took some cool pics, but absolutely loved it. Mm. Um, I'm calling it Gig of the Year. And that was supported by Geelong Band Orb, which um, – Orb. Uh, Very similar sound. Yeah. Band. So they're, um, they're kind of uh, Led Zeppelin-y mm. – Rock in yeah, they're yeah. good. They're good. Yeah, they're good. They, they were good. Um, good on the start. show, and mm. I think we've had. Have we had one on the Chubby playlist at all? Maybe. 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 So um, yeah, but yeah, so that's OCs. But then I also saw the Escher and Nendo exhibition at the um, National Gallery of Victoria. So NGV. just explain. I mean, yeah, give us context for that, and particularly why that pairing as well. Okay, so Escher is the um, yeah, it's um, he's the Dutch artist from uh, he was born in eighteen ninety eight. Um, he was a graphic artist, and he's made one of the most many of the most iconic prints of all time. So his chosen medium was um, lithographs, which is cutting into clay, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Um, so Which is amazing when you see some of the detail on the on oh, his work. Sure. It's like phenomenal. It's so fine. Yeah, like yeah. I mean, I've I've always liked or found Escher um, very interesting and fascinating. I, I just, especially his later work when it came to um, drawing like the impossible. Um, Staircases, which is probably one of his most popular um, art pieces. The staircases that don't end, or the the other one is the hand that draws itself. Yeah, but there's much more than that. Oh, for sure. Um, Tessellations. He really got into into doing that. Um, Repetition. Obviously, the optical illusions, and Mm. there was also a series of drawings where he became fascinated in reflections. Um, so like spherical reflections, just plain mirrors and in, um, uh, like pools of water as well. Yeah. Like really fascinating, beautiful stuff. Um, I was lucky enough to actually, um, be part of a, a free guided tour. So, mm. um, there was, it only went for an hour. Um, but the, uh, the museum person was, uh, very, um, very knowledgeable in Escher's artwork and also, you know, his own personal life, so where he mm. spent time um, during his life. So right, well. he actually spent a bit of time in Italy when he was young and that's where he met his wife. Um, that's where he, um, you know, developed, you know, his drawing technique, nature. He did a lot of um, scenescapes. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah. Good stuff. It was great. And uh, so this particular exhibition, um, Escher, it was teamed with a Japanese um, artist uh, called Nendo. And Nendo is more of a, yeah, also a graphic designer, but is more on a, a grand scale of things. Mm. Um, so more three-dimensional, yeah. Yes, so what he what Nendo did is um, used some of the examples of Escher's art and created um, large, I guess, pieces that you could actually like walk through mm. and touch and observe from from a different perspective. Yeah, right. And the way you saw that space at different angles would change the look of 
Um, it, I, I guess the best way to get a perspective on that is to go to the website, um, mm-hmm. the National Gallery of Victoria, MGV, isn't it? Um, yeah. So um, it, it's got links there. It takes you to everything and just get a, a perspective on why um, those two artists have been married in this exhibition. Mm. But you, you had the fortunate um, chance to go and check it out. So what was it like actually being there? And um, Look, it was pretty busy and I went on a Friday sort of morning. Mm. Like I was probably there 11 to 1 or thereabouts. Um, pretty busy. Um, but, look, I absolutely loved it. Um, it was a pretty extensive exhibition and, uh, you know, I learned a lot about his work. Yeah. And I'm actually now even more so a fan than I was before. But definitely, if you're in Melbourne until uh, the 7th of April, go and check out this exhibition. It is wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. And whilst you're there, you can check. Oh, actually, that exhibition has just finished. So won't worry about that one. Um, which one? Um, uh, there was a, a free exhibition at the NGV at the time, uh, Julian Opie. So he is a UK artist and he is the most influential UK living artists mm-hmm. at the present time. Why? Um, why? He's uh, – why? Um, well, his design was used um, as the cover art for Blur's Best Of album. Um, okay. This is probably going back about mm, 10 or 15 years. So, um, when you say influential, in what way? Is he just – because he has a With presence regards in to like pop, pop culture, pop, pop culture. Right, okay. that's that's really what sure. it is. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Or people can look him up anyway. Yeah. And the the Escher Nando exhibition is is all together. Escher Escher Cross Nando. Yeah. Yep. So it's a um it, it's a one exhibition. It's in, in the ground Nando level. Nando Japanese, would you say? Yes. Yeah, yeah he yeah. is. Um, okay. D- did a lot of um, building design as well. Okay. So more of like a like right. industrial artist yeah. in a way. Um, but yeah, Escher Cross N- uh, Nando uh, NGV in Melbourne till the seventh of April. Do yourself a favour and go. Yeah. Get some art up your kilt. Oh, thanks, Molly. That's great. That yeah. little recommendation there. Well, I learned it really sucks to be sick. I've been sick this weekend um, up until recently. Uh, Friday, I had to leave an event in town rather urgently to come home and project I'll vomit, like quite literally. Aww. Yeah. So um, it's not new. Mm. And I'm not really a vomiter. I don't vomit. Really? I vomit? Sharing. Yeah. Sharing. Sharing. Caring. But this this was a lot. <laughs> yeah. And it was a lot of liquid, like. so it wasn't yucky vomit. It was just more like, it was violent. It was, my stomach was like squeezing hard and it was just pull, pushing out of my mouth. Mm. It was like, I was literally a hose. <sighs> Under yeah. pressure. Under pressure, indeed. Very good. Nice one. Sorry. <laughs> But uh, yeah, not meaning to laugh. Yeah, not it was weird. No, because there, that's off. Yes, that is sloppy awful. poos. There, there was like spaced out feelings. Yeah. It was really weird. So I don't know if I've got a bug or anything, but hopefully, I think but I'm at the end of better. it. I'm feeling better, way better. Right. Well, yeah. look, it doesn't mean know, I did miss we... out on some fringe shows, unfortunately. Uh, which will, I guess, we should really get into. Yes, we should.
But before we do, we are going to talk a little bit about the Adelaide Fringe, what it is, give it some background, and no better person to do that would be you, of course, yes. who's had many, many years of experience with the Fringe. So tell us all about it. Give us some background. Okay. So the Adelaide Fringe is the world's second largest annual arts festival um, behind the Edinburgh Fringe Festival, mm-hmm. um, and it, but it is the largest in the Southern Hemisphere, and uh, it's always held in Adelaide. Capital city of South Australia, yeah. if you're city churches, tuning in, city of roadworks, out of yeah. city pubs, city of pubs, yes, definitely. Um, so it's held in Adelaide uh, annually um, from about mid February to mid March, thirty one days. Okay, um, features more than five thousand artists so. from around Australia and the world. Mm-hmm. Um, so we do have a lot of visitors here. And it features world premieres, hit shows, and, uh, of course, new artists. Um, There are well over a 1,000 events which are staged in pop-up venues, um, in parks, warehouses, laneways, and disused buildings, Um, and, of course, the established venues like theatres, hotels, bars, pubs, art galleries, cafes, um, yeah. yeah, and some of the um, the largest, I guess, venues you could call it are the Garden of Unearthly Delights, mm-hmm. um, most Gluttony. Pop- most popular space. Yeah. Gluttony's right next door. Yeah. So they've set up their, their park spaces right in the city that um, mm. set up, like, yeah, spaces for performance, but as well as you know, eateries and drinkeries and yeah. um, amusements. Yeah. You know, yeah. rides, that kind of thing. Yeah, really yeah. cool spaces to hang out with and chill. And, yeah, so that that's something that we, we have here. And how many uh, – I haven't done a lot of fringe stuff, so this year's probably the most I'll get to do. And I get to do that with you, which is kind of cool. Mm. So um, what's your history with fringe? My history? Um, I started – well, I first – Learn about the Fringe um, back in the um, mid-noughties when the Fringe Hub was at Adelaide University and I was studying there at the time. And I was like, oh, yeah, Fringe. Yeah. Um, at that point in time, I didn't get too interested. I didn't really attend any events, but I think it was uh, sort of the, the mid-noughties that I – started taking an interest, looking at the Fringe Guide, you know, attending a couple of shows that looked semi-interesting, checking out the um, the Garden of Unearthly Delights, which was much smaller than mm, it is now. Yeah, I'd probably I say when it was really small. probably a quarter of the size. Yeah, it's huge now. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, but it was probably from about 2008 that I um, – became uh, or, or became interested in um, actually reviewing shows and since then I've been accredited with media review status uh, meaning that um, I guess it's my job to attend fringe shows and review them for the masses and mm-hmm. um, you know have to get people through the door yeah thank you um, but it's also a fun thing to do. Yeah. Um, I mean, the, the Fringe Festival, you can see anything from comedy to circus acts. Um, there's dance, film, theatre, music. Cabaret. Um, cabaret, um, magic, visual mm. art, uh, puppetry, um, design. It's, it's just got everything. 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 And of different, you know, calibres as well. Yeah. But I guess it's 
or, you know, it's great for the established artists who, you know, many of whom have travelled from all across the world mm. to be here performing yeah. in Adelaide. Yeah. Um, it's also great for, like, local emerging yeah. artists. So rub shoulders with, like, some of the bigger hitters in either their particular field or just in the industry. Mm. Um, looking at the Fringe Guide, it's massive. It is overwhelming. It, it, would, is, it, is it getting bigger every it year? It is. It really is. And, look, it's... It is a fantastic thing. Um, just some stats, just just to mm. um, you know, I guess acknowledge how um, how important and how large the Adelaide Fringe Festival is. Um, this attracts interstate and overseas visitors and brought twenty nine and a half million dollars of new money into SA wow. last year. Cool. Almost 30 mil, yeah. like, you know, in a period of one month. Is that, is that what's paying off the... Uh, the hospital. The Southern Expressway and <laughs> the hospital. And, Probably. Yeah, right. Um, but, look, it's it's a um, an event that uh, started in 1960. Um, it wow, is it that old? Yeah, so 1960. In Adelaide. In Adelaide. 1960, um, it was a biannual event. I remember when it was, yeah, every twice a year is how and, I remember it. Yeah, and then from 2006, it became annual. So mm. I would have probably come across it around then. Mm. Yeah. And I guess the the kind of crit- the criticism that comes up about, not, not about the French specifically, but about Adelaide and its arts and organisational skills is that, there's a lot of clashes with fringe and other things that go on. So, do you want to talk about that real quick? Oh, for sure. Um, well, at at the moment, um, obviously, fringe is on. There's also other events that will be taking place, like WOMAD, which is um, the, which will be world, the, the music world music festival, festival that goes for a weekend based in Botanic Garden. And That's right. There's I've never the, been to one. Um, Have you ever been? I have. Yeah. I've been probably about five times. Wow. Yeah. yeah it's yeah, a great event. Very I'm, fucking expensive, though. It is. Very expensive. Um, I would – if you're a huge fan and you can afford – if you really want to dedicate four days of your year to spending at WOMAD, the four-day ticket is value for money. It really is. Um, it's, I mean, WOMAD is, is a yes, festival. Yes, it happens over a weekend, right, for a Friday. It's a long weekend, yeah. yeah. So if, um, sort of Friday about 4 p.m., gates open, and, um, you know, it will be open till probably 1 a.m., and then Saturday, Saturday, Sunday would be like, say, 11 till 1, and then Monday will be like 11 till, I don't know, 10 or something. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it's, it's a um, four-day event. Um, they only added the um, the Monday probably well, when they finally moved Waymad. No, when they moved the Adelaide Cup day. Am I getting the I have no idea what you're talking about. Waymad only used to go for three days. Yeah. So they tapped on the Monday maybe five years ago, I think. Oh, Adelaide Cup day. So that's in a couple of weeks from the time we record this. Yeah, yeah. that's right. So that's coming up soon. Mm. And then there's the Adelaide Festival, which happens – Shortly? Um, it um, starts next weekend, there we actually. Go. There's the Adelaide Festival. There's Which goes for how long? Skip. Two weeks. And that's what? Uh, that is mainly theatre, um, a lot of world premieres. So what, probably more higher high art. That's end right. End of um, well, – Fringe is the 
lower end. Yeah. This is the higher end. This is this is the high yeah, the yeah. the highbrow art. You, you have to wear nice clothes to the things. Yeah. And you have to pay a bit extra for your yes. Chardonnay. Uh yes, and for your tickets. Yeah. yeah. Um but they also have a great musical program on the um Riverbank Palais. Um so there'll be some um great bands and musicians such as they might be giants. Oh, um, right. big name. Yeah, and then there's Boy-ish. Blackout Coastal Feet. I've got that name completely yeah. wrong. Um, so that's by the River Torrance. Yeah, by the River Torrance, Elder Park. Um, yeah. They they built in the this middle city. of the city. If you're not from Adelaide, yeah. 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 And um, what, what else? The other event that's on, which I can't remember what the official name is now. It used to be known as the Clipsal Five Hundred. Oh, it's, it's, no, the it's just Supercar Five Hundred. Yeah, fast. Pl- Place. Yeah, so that's um, next weekend. The quick bit. Yeah. <laughs> I know, it's got <laughs> some shit race. name like Super Supercars or something. It's, it's think, a dumb name. Yeah, well, look. That's, I guess Eclipsal was, Eclipsal was a, a what, electric, electrical safety company yeah, or something. No, they they must have pulled out and they had to come up with a name yeah, and, and they asked a five-year-old and they said Supercars. <laughs> sure, Supercars. Yep, cool. We'll call it that. Um, so <laughs> that's taking place. Which is a pain in the dick because it's so loud. It cuts yeah. off a, a good portion of the city. Um, and there's always a jet show for some reason. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's just yeah. loud. I'm, I must be getting old because you are. it all sucks. Well, this is all taking place next weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and there's the still concert and the fringe is still on during all this. Red Hot Chili Peppers will be headlining. So, yeah. Yeah, well, there's usually a few big bands, though, that play. Do you know who the other ones are? Oh, look, I, I don't talk about it. No, no, no. Give me a moment. Oh, okay, give me a moment. So it's a reason why they call it Mad March or Mayhem or whatever the fuck. Mad March. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it's pretty much dead. For, well, not dead, but it's okay. very quiet for the rest of the city. Yeah, so what's the rest? It's called Superloop. Oh, Superloop, yeah. Superloop 500. We call it Superloop, Daddy. Okay, so um, I can't I, do a I have, your voice. <laughs> I have, oh, I so, have the yeah, details. Do it, do it. Oh, Jet. So Friday we have Vance Joy and Amy Sharp on Saturday, Australian artist. Yeah. Uh, Saturday Jet and the Living End. Yeah, oh, Jet are still banging around. They're still banging around. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, and uh, Sunday is um, Red Hot Chili Red Peppers. Red Hot Chili Willies. But there should also be some uh, local bands. Probably the Tunes. No. Okay, yeah. so Are the Junes playing? No, no, no. So Friday night, um, yeah. there'll be Vance Joy, no, Amy really Shark, and no, then no, we don't know who they are. L- local on. bands Tales and Delia Obst. No, um, Have you heard Saturday. Them? Yeah, I've seen Delia Obst. She what um, like? uh, What's she like? She's uh, interesting voice. She did. She did a sort of like a Persian. Uh, themed friend show a few years ago. Mm-hmm. A Persian singing thingy? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Oh, here we go. So Saturday, Jet will be headlining. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, well, um, supported by Living End. Yeah. Ricky Albert and the Bur- – that should be Ricky – yeah, okay, Albert and the Bel Air Line and Burnside Mums. So there are a couple of like – yeah, Adelaide bands. Burnside mums. Burnside mums. <laughs> and then Red Hot Chili Peppers are supported by George Clinton and Parliament Funkadelic. Oh, no way. Really? The Montreal and Zen Take a second, take a second. And the Parliament Funkadelic? Funkadelic. 
Yes. Do you know who they are? Nah. They're, they're like the most influential funk m- musician. Like George Clinton was in Parliament and Funkadelic. They're both separate bands. But he, he's pretty much the, the glue between those. And he was very much also an influence on this band here, Red Hot Chili Peppers. Oh, well, uh, there you go. There's a rumour that he taught Anthony Kiedis how to sing. That might be some, some people might disagree that he can, not me. I quite like his voice. Um, no, that's that's a big deal, man. The George Clinton and the Parliament Funkadelic, that's, that's massive. I've got Parliament and Funkadelic up in my record collection, and they are fucking they're, – they're like – So you're going to go to this? What James Brown is to fucking soul, mm-hmm. these guys are the funk. Okay. Yeah, and what George Clinton is the funk. Okay. I mean, George Clinton um, influenced Prince and other such arts. He's a big deal, big deal. Um, am I going to this? Probably not. <laughs> I just wanted to talk it up for a second. Oh, um, well, that's good. Well, I would. Look, I love the Chili Peppers. I, 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 I don't know. I don't know. I don't see myself going. Okay. Yeah. That's right. But, well, I'm going to be at Happy Mondays anyway. So What's Happy Mondays? It's a, it's a band. It's a band. Um, an old band? From the 80s. Okay. Australian band? They're a UK band. Okay. They're from Manchester. They're they part playing? of the Manchester scene. Sure. Okay. Have, do you know the know. film 24 Hour Party People? No, I've never seen that. Gonna have to see that one. Together? You'll get a bit of a. Or separately? Um, yeah, no, nah, together. Yeah. It's, Maybe it's, separately. It's. <laughs> It's an in, it's a I wouldn't call it a um a biopic but it's a, an um an almost true to life film about the early Manchester scene. Okay, um, I know nothing. It was a very moddy. A uh, new order. Oh, okay, Joy Division. New no, order. Yes, we have had Happy a conversation Mondays, about it once upon a time. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I do recall now yeah. slightly. Um, but yeah, no, I've not Mondays. seen it. I've heard um, good things about the movie. I've never seen it. I know Steve. Coogan. Steve Coogan is in it. The is same it? guy that's going to be in Stan and Ollie, which is going to be at the pictures this week. Oh, that's the uh, biopic based on Laurel and Hardy. Yes. Is that next week? <laughs> yeah, this Thursday. Oh, I don't mind that. Yeah. 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 All right. Okay. Um, that's enough background. Yeah. We should probably some- review some shows. Yes, we should. Okay. Here we go. You can like, comment, and follow us on our various social media platforms. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, and Twitter. Just search Iconic Evil and keep up to date with the latest news coming from our various shows. Thanks for listening. So I've been in the uh, fortunate position to uh, get to be invited by you, the, uh, um, the good folks at 3D Radio, and go to some shows. And... Have I got that correct? Did I say that right? Yeah. Yeah. And and go to some fringe shows and uh, also get to share with you our thoughts about uh, what we thought. Now, we're, we're doing this here on the podcast, but we'll also be doing this on your show, mm-hmm. Harsh and Pandemonium. Harsh and Pandemonium. Um, so, the next show will be um, presented on Monday, 4th of March, 9 p.m. to 11. So, yeah. 
a big Stover fringe show, would you say? Fr- yes, a fringe focus show. Definitely. So Music influenced by um, fringe shows and also we'll be talking about the shows we've seen and maybe um, elaborating a bit more on what we say here because we're kind of limited. We are going to keep this a bit tighter, hopefully. Um, but, yeah, do check that out. Otherwise, if you haven't already, there should be streaming at the moment our well, my debut on Hush and Pandemonium where I talk about uh, Iconic Evil and the many shows we do here too. So uh, if you want to listen to that and some pretty cool music, particularly highlighting uh, artists from the the top end part of the 100 plus one uh, 3D radio 100 plus top 100 plus one, then check it out. Uh, but for now, we're going to talk about fringe shows that we've seen. Obviously, we can't see everything, but we've no. seen a bit. You've seen more than I. So we'll start with the shows that we've seen together. Yes. Starting with the first one, which was Hypnosis Live with yes. Isaac Lohman. Lohman, yes. Um, which uh, was from ba- Melbourne. Melbourne, yes. So he seems to be um, quite the... Hypnosis, like he's, he's, he's quite versed in what he does. Yes, seems to be doing it, has been doing it for, for quite some time, and uh, I guess that showed with the speed of his. Yeah, and we'll talk about his delivery, but he, yeah. um, at the end of the show, he's kind of talking about how he does other hypnosis for other reasons other than entertainment. You know, it was uh, to do with um, self improvement of various kinds. Yeah. So, um, so this is really his smoking. career in yeah. So we saw him at the uh, Glut thing. Um, uh, yes, a uh, a little um, our very first show venue in there called the Mayworth. Yes. Oh, it wasn't too small actually. No, it's a fairly decent size uh, marquee. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. So we went there. We uh, neither of us were eager to be participants, but no. um, plenty of people were. Yes. Yes. It's it started off. Uh, with basically Isaac inviting up to, I think it was nine-ish uh, volunteers. Twelve. Or was it 12? Okay, yeah. volunteers to come up on stage. He didn't pick anyone out. He just mm-hmm. asked people to volunteer themselves. Um, first impressions of Isaac, quite charismatic, good-looking, confident. Yeah. Um, funny. Yeah. It, it was quite as – a, as a personality. Very engaging. I, I, yes, I felt engaged watching him. Um, and then the show started – he volunteer, the volunteers come up and then he's got to make sure that people are susceptible to the hypnosis. So he does uh, a variety of, uh, I guess, suggestible challenges to see whether they can get into a state. And those people who don't quite get there, he turfs so, off. Yeah. I mean, because what's the point? Yeah. And then from there, he just builds on suggestion, getting the uh, volunteers to do uh, things that they might norm- not normally do, or not not in a perverse or uh, a gross way, but just in a funny, humorous, mm. um, isn't that kind of hilarious way? Yeah, yeah. Do you want to add anything? No, not really. Yeah, that that's the general no, no, no. gist, isn't that, that's it? That's the general gist, and as the show progresses, um, yeah, he sort of selects more people. The less you know, hypnotized people. He invites them off the stage. Yeah, he so didn't actually get more focused. people on. He just no. He didn't do an exchange. He got got rid just, of people. Just got basically. rid of people. Yeah, I guess so, that's a culling process because mm, you're not always gonna, not everyone's gonna be yeah. susceptible to hypnosis. Yeah. 
Um, and so at the end, this like through trial and error, and we we as participants could view errors. We could see there the people up there who weren't being hypnotized and maybe mm. were playing along. Yeah. Um, and we'll talk a bit about that in a, in a, a second too. But eventually, he ends up with like a main four in four. our show. Yeah. And now, bearing in mind, this guy's doing a show, a show every day, so it's always going to be different. That's the nature of mm-hmm. hypnosis. And so we ended up with a four and he got them to do things like one of them, every time he heard a noise, would think his phone was, his phone was ringing, but the phone was his shoe. And every time he picked up the phone, he thought he won a certain amount of money. Yeah. Um, there was a guy whose suggestion was made to him that when he heard something that yeah. he would lock on someone in the audience and be in love with them. And, that was and if he wasn't getting their attention, he'd be, he'd do the dab. The arm movement where he put yep. his head into his that stupid retarded dab thing that's yeah. popular. Um, yeah, you like, know that's the first time that I've you seen the dab. I've seen the dab. Oh, well, I was like, what is school, this dab? Like, yeah, okay. it's, it's ridiculous. And uh, it's, I'm getting and, on and there. It comes from a, a real asshole. So I'm not, I'm not a fan of the dab uh, and what it represents. But anyway, that's just me. Uh, yeah. So thoughts. It was it was all right. I didn't feel I wasn't compelled to walk out of that um, show. <laughs> I wasn't compelled um, to walk it out. was it was That's entertaining, but yeah, you know, the, the point of it was to um, witness people being hypnotized. And like you said, there were moments, especially at the start, that you know you could see people were just trying to play along, and they weren't really serious about it, and that was a bit off putting. Yeah, look, I would argue that everybody were. Everybody that were that was up there that wasn't falling asleep, uh, and not falling asleep because they were bored, but falling asleep because they're probably in, in some sort of you know, trance state, um, weren't necessarily hypnotized or fully hypnotized. I, I wasn't buying it. Uh, in fact, I I kind of likened to the, the show afterwards and in reviewing it that it was kind of like watching an amateur improv mm-hmm. class because having I've, I've been interested in hypnosis and I've tried it um, on, on at least one person. And I've also am a, a fan of mag- magicians and reading what happens behind the scenes. In particular, Darren Brown, if you've ever um, watched him, he's very much about exposing the, the trickery behind mm-hmm. the trick, but without ex- necessarily exposing the, the mechanics but just letting you know it's still all a trick, even though you'll be fooled. Um, and he he says quite often people will just play along because that's the social expectation. They're on stage. There's a sense of um, performance required of an audience member. So they may play along and just have fun with the moment more so than actually being hypnotized. Not to say that people can't get hypnotized, um, but there, there, there are elements that have to be in play for that particular suggestion to work in a way that we would expect it to. Um, and I didn't, I don't feel convinced that I experienced that watching these guys, these final four particularly. Mm-hmm. Um, it just did feel like after a while that they were playing along just because some of the reactions to certain suggestions didn't seem realistic. Mm, yeah. So at one stage there were, um, they were in front of the audience and they were asked to imagine the audience naked. There wasn't a lot of reaction. Mm. And then that, then it was reversed and that they had to imagine them sit, well, 
So when, then when they woke up, well, well, the next suggestion was that, yeah. that they were naked and everyone else was clothed. Um, most of them didn't do much, mm. which tend to tell me that, oh, I don't know, there doesn't seem to be a lot of, yeah. there seems to be a bad, lot of bad acting going here. Anyway, I don't know if I'm being overly critical. I don't think I am, but it was not horrible. Mm. Um, maybe uh, a different viewing of a different show would be, uh, it, well, it would be a different experience, but I, mm. I tend to, uh, have left there uninspired. I gave it two chubbies. Now, just to explain my rating system, I give chubbies out of one to five. One is impotent, so which means don't bother. Two is a rubber chub, which means see it drunk. Three is half chub, so take it or leave it. Four is mojo rising, which is, you know, definitely check it out if you can. But um, five is full-on robot chubby, which is you have to see it. This is the one to see. So this is a two chub. So it's a rubber chub. You like see if you're drunk. Well, I mean, we had some drinks beforehand, so it was bearable. Yeah, it was. It was what did you rate it? Oh, uh, look, I, I gave it two and a half stars. Oh, you got yeah. you. See, so you go the halves, halves. Dodgy each. at the best of times. That was your. Yeah, that's my one. That liner. was your stinger. Yeah. All right. Next, we saw. Next, we saw Cirque Africa at the Cirque Africa Big Top in Highmark Square. Mm. Um, basically, just just a one venue in the one spot. Yep. Nice, quiet. Um, quiet. Well, it was, a, it was a good area. Well, it was, a, <laughs> it, was right. it was just a nice secluded spot. You know, you're not in. You know, it's not amongst the it's not amongst the garden or gluttony. It's yeah. kind of off to the it, its own thing. I wouldn't say it's quiet. It's like in the middle of the city. Roads are running either side of this tent, so um, depends on how how you determine. Right. Quite, it's just I get a little. Um, oh, I hate to say the word segregated. Um, separate, separate from the rest, separate from all the action. Yes. Yeah, which, which can be a good thing. Tell us about circus, circus, Africa. Africa. So, um, Circa Africa comes from South Africa, and uh, I just realised in my review. Sorry, I was just checking out my. Um, my Instagram review. I've got it as Cirque Adelaide, not Cirque Africa. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Go. I'm going to fix that while yeah. you talk. Oh, good. Um, Cirque Africa. So it's a, um, a circus um, crew, acrobatic crew from South Africa. Um, the entire show was uh, accompanied by African beats and really sort of upbeat music. So it mm. made the show um, to be extremely energetic and very vibrant. Um, yeah. There were different acts that made the show. It, so it was, was segment, segmented by different performances, yeah. either by usually duos or solo yeah. artists doing a variety of acrobatic type. Um, or balancing. Or ba- ba- um, yeah, spinning, it, yeah, that, yeah, that type really of thing. mind-bending, amazing stuff. Yeah. Anyway, sorry, I interrupted. No, it's all good. Um, so I've seen quite a few um, circus and acrobatic um, shows, especially during, you know, fringing times. And, uh, you know, sometimes it's, it, you know, it feels like you're just seeing the same tricks. Yeah. But um, these guys did have a few new tricks up their sleeves and – I really enjoyed the show. What were you impressed by the most? The, the, well, the, the the new stuff that they uh, – I, I can't. The new like, stuff? No, 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 the stuff that I haven't seen before. 
I can't say it or else I'll be, you know, ruining the no, story. Spoilers, like spoilers, I, nah, no spoilers. Yeah, just, there's no spoilers. Like each, it's kind of like what you've seen before but, like, better. Um, yeah. Okay, I'm going to give away one. And that's not even a giveaway, but there's this guy. All right, and he's in. He's balancing on a couple of. Ch- I'll tell, tell you what. There's a lot of balancing going on in yeah. these shows, and they are fucking unbelievable. Mm. There's one at guy heights. at balancing crazy at heights, heights. Yeah. crazy heights, which most people would fall and die. These guys are blind, doing tricks on top of these things. Mind bending. Anyway, there's this guy who puts up, up a few chairs, does does a bit of a balancing act, and that would be fine. That would be enough. But then he puts on another chair and another chair and another chair and another. And it goes higher and higher. I don't know how many chairs are up. At least a story high of chairs. It's what, about four or five metres? He's four up meters, high. And so. then he's doing fucking tricks, balancing, pure on balancing. Hand. They're not locked in, yeah. um, as far as I could tell anyway. And some of the chairs uh, aren't just on top of each other, but they're like um, bent leaning, on an yeah, angle. Leaning on each other. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, crazy. And then he he builds it up. So someone gives him a chair, he builds it up, 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 and then he just unravels it to get back down again. I mean, okay, and I'm not probably selling that as much as I should, but that was impressive. Just name one of many things. Yeah. Um, that um, each of these um, duo sort of uh, um, performers did. Yeah. Really amazing stuff. Yeah. Really feats of strength and oh, skill. Strength. Yeah. And just determinate. No, not determinate, but, um, you know, hard work. These guys are fit and clearly you have to work at this daily. Oh, for sure. To get, mm. to do some of these physical feats that these guys put. I, I was, I was amazed. I was really into it. I loved, I loved it. Really did. I gave it a uh, top score. I gave it a full and robot chubby. What'd you give it? I gave it four and a half. Uh, and sprawling and energetic, and uh, Cirque Africa, they're playing, they're running almost daily until the end of the fringe, yeah. which is Sunday, 17th of March. That's three weeks away. Yeah, Ch- check it out. And yeah. they, at the end of their sh- that show, they previewed another show that um, I assume that they're doing as part of the yeah. fringe, too. So, so they're, they're, f- um, they're a crew from Ethiopia, and their show is more about tumbling. So tumbling yeah. through, um, hoops through hoops and, and which loops sounds and things. really um, basic. Un- yeah, ba- but that's it's not these not. hoops different sizes. They're rotating. These guys are very um, have to be very agile uh, and charismatic, and and just what they're doing is really interesting mm. and agile, doing things that human bodies don't normally do. Um, I'd say check it out. Have to, have to check it out. All right, that was we saw those on Tuesday, the nineteenth of February. The next day, we went and saw a couple of shows as well. Do you want yes. to tell us about the first one? Okay, so we saw Schrodinger's Wizard at the um, uh, the now, Bailey, is Bally? It the, the Bally, Bally, the Bally, the Bally. Oh, look, uh, it's it's the B one at um, Gluttony. Um, uh, it's not it? a huge venue, oh, but. Yes. Like, Quite cozy. Cozy, yeah. Quite cozy. Quite comfortable. But I have to say, um, even if it if a venue's in a tent, they seem to be air conditioning pretty well. So even if you go in and it's quite warm, it cools down pretty quickly. Yeah, so, yeah. So kudos to whoever's doing the engineering with those 
particular tents. Oh, look, um, there were quite a few years where those places were not air conditioned, especially the small, especially the small tents, Mm. and it would be absolutely unbearable after a day of like you know particular weather, forty degree heat. And there's a heat wave happening this week, so Mm. that's going to be fun for them. But anyway, Um, so Schrodinger's Wizard, it was basically a magic show. Mm. Um, uh, One person, Mister Marmalade, Mister Marmalade from Melbourne. With a marvellous moustache, oh, so I must say. Salvador Dali would be envious. Yes. Um, very suave. Um, yes. Witty, a little bit corny, but um, he, uh, he yeah. was there to... Whimsical, he liked whimsical, to call himself. Yes. yes. Yeah, he does like the whimsical side. He had a couple of... Um, mm. Musos. Musos. Yeah, or minstrels, if you prefer. Yeah. So um, one on, um, on a, a, a digital device. And one who played a, a fiddle and was more tactile and in, in, in yeah, the instrumentation, multi instrumental. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so, what that guy who was more hands on was more interactive with the show. He was Twinkle Toes, I believe. Yeah, his name was. yeah. The other guy who was on the computer doing the digital stuff, not so much. It was, yeah, he was quite digital, was, and was, the other guy was quite animated. Yeah, so he was, he played a part in, in, in sort of being a, a, a I guess, a. A sounding board for Mr. Marmalade. Yeah. And, yeah. And so, Mr. Marmalade, what was his forte card tricks? Well, yeah, he, he, did, he starts off with some ring stuff. He's oh, banging, yes. Banging ring, rings in and out of each other, and then he he um, goes into a bit of a story about, you know, how he became a magician, and, and we start to get a, a feeling of an idea of this guy's sense of humour and whimsicalness and... Uh, then progresses the card tricks, which are quite impressive considering mm. his sleeves are way up, and these cards seem to be appearing out of nowhere out from of his nowhere. hand. So yeah. that was very impressive. Yeah, I lo- I, lo- I love the show. I thought it was really cute. Yeah, it's um, great. You it know, did, the, the musical sort of the two musos just being there, especially Twinkle Toes, just added a cute little yeah, sort of it, touch. Maybe it was it was a, a purposely. Um, like a, a pur- purposeful distraction. Sorry, I, I think it was word. definitely. Um, it was very, um, you know, uh, old school carny feel to it mm. all. Um, and yeah, definitely the the, the 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 musical artists were part of the distraction, the mm. the you know deflection from. Yeah. Which, even though I was aware of that, I still found it hard to catch yeah. Mr. Marmalade out. Yeah. It was very. I know. I've, I, there were moments yeah. where I was making a real effort to concentrate hard mm. on where he was hiding and doing. His, his slyer hand was yeah. Uh, amazing. Yeah. yeah. Hey, it was good. And, and he was quite funny. It, yeah. it, it, very funny. It was a great show. And I, I, really and I, rec- I reckon I'd, I'd see him again. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. He's an artist from Melbourne. And uh, um, he, I think. I don't think they're playing anymore. I think they would have gone home by now. But uh, if you do get a chance again or if you go to Melbourne, check out Mr. Marmalade or um, I don't know if he's doing Schrodinger's um, Wizard uh, over there. Mm-hmm. But I was really impressed. I had a really good time. I gave it four chubbies. I gave it four stars as well. Yeah. How did he do that, Maggie? Oh, that was your Yeah. I said a whimsical, witty and enchanting entry from this year's Magic Selection. And the last one we saw, t- oh, not the last one, hmm. but kind of the last one. Yeah. The one we saw yeah. together all the way through was uh, Anya Anastasia's The Executioners. 
this was held at the um, Masonic Lodge. Yes, um, we had to give a secret handshake. Get in. Yeah, no. We had to put a little apron on. And we got a little hammer and we got a hammer and yeah, we had to say some vows and then we're good to go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think we're masons now. I'm not sure. I think so. yeah, 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 yeah. But it was a grand old building. Oh, beautiful. Um, oh, I, I had that old smell that yeah. I just could not get enough of. Grandfather farts. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Dirty old man socks. Yeah, that they probably masturbated into. So. Did I cross the line? Yeah, the line. yeah. Come okay. on, come on, yeah. Man. Go back, go back, go back, back the in line, time. back to the line. Do a back, back up. Gotta get back in time. Uh, yeah, tell us about that. The execution, and especially since you've seen a lot okay. of uh, Anya, Anna stuff. So Anya, a bit of background about Anya Anastasia. She's actually a local. Um, I guess cabaret star. She's an Adelaidean. She's an Adelaidean. Um, she's been performing at the Fringe for probably ten years. Yeah, um, and new shows. Very, you know, new shows every single year. Multiple shows. She's performed all across, um, all around the world, including the Edinburgh Fringe Festival. Mm. They absolutely love her over there, no doubt. Um, but she has a lot of talent. Great voice. Um, you know. Witty, um, you know, lyrics and and kooky, yeah, um, unconventional, um, but fun. Yeah, she's fun. Um, Sassy. Like a previous show that I saw um, of hers was Marie Antoinette, and uh, you know, she basically plays Marie and just you know. It's it's a cabaret. She sings, she dances, mm. she does tricks. She's great on the ukulele. Um, but yeah, so she uh, she's got two shows this fringe. But we saw the one, saw the executioners. Um, it was uh, basically quite a cynical show about, uh, I guess, humanity's um, addiction to social media and um, getting overwhelmed by by news and also. You know, thinking that we're saving the world, but mm. reality, we're not really doing that. It's sort that. of poking yeah, fun a bit just, at the social warrior commentaries yeah. on social media and how that really, that doesn't lead anywhere productive and or, 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 or make any difference to changing those issues. Um, and it, it starts off interesting enough it's very colorful and bright and she's very um wearing a flamboyant uh costume and comes out all bombastic into the audience and um yeah yeah it, it starts off big she has a sidekick i forget his name um but he's a he's a a chap who's in the background, kind of like her foil that she plays yeah, off of from. Yeah, good musician as They're well. They're both uh, really yeah. good musicians. They both play the piano at different stages. He plays a lute or a lute type oh, and a banjo. And and a sitar. Oh, sitar is what I was meaning. Yeah, she plays a sitar pretty cool. And Yeah, so um, the show goes on. It's pretty um, interesting for the most part that the songs are, are fun. Uh, she's a really talented artist and so is he. Um, it's but, an energetic show. Yeah, but I, I guess, I don't know, maybe because it was a Wednesday night, our, our audience was made, made not even a third yeah, of capacity. And and to be honest, I found the show, it started to drag a little. 
I, I said when we left, that could have done with like a 20 minute sort of 15, 20 minute shave. That would have been a great show. It does sort of drag on a bit. It does get a, a self-indulgent, particularly with the, I don't know, the kung fu fight scene. I don't know what's mm. happening there. Yeah. That, that, I found that a bit alienating. And I think the message, if there was a message, was lost near the end. Now, whether the message was that, um, it, that, that it didn't really matter what she had to say, because whatever, um, that, you know, this, all, all this stuff's going to happen anyway and it's not going to change anything. So neither should this the message of the show or whether it just got lost in itself. I'm not sure. Um, but I enjoyed, I probably enjoyed the artist more than I enjoyed the show. I would definitely see her again. Um, I wouldn't want to see this show again, though. No. No. I, I think, like I said, fantastic performer, lots of talent, um, but stick with, with, I guess, the sort of, um, uh, I don't know, softer, like, funner topics, not serious, I don't know. Yeah, and I don't yes. think that it was the topic per se. It was just how the execution, well, maybe of, the, the execution of the topic of it, went. Yeah. It started, I feel like it started off fairly strong. I was hoping it was going to go into somewhere a bit more unexplored um, or original, but it maybe, but maybe that was the point. I'm not sure. I'm, I'm still working on, you know, decoding theatrical semiotics sometimes. So, um, yeah, I, I just can, I can only really comment on how I felt leaving and yeah. that was, yeah, she was great. Yeah. Show, meh. I could have left earlier. I could have easily gave you a tap and said, hey, let's go. But I didn't because I actually enjoyed watching her. Um, so what did I give that? I've lost my oh, – I gave her three. I gave her a half chub. Okay. I gave her a three as well. Um, this seems quite brutal, but great talent. But see her at the show. That was my one-liner there. If you have a question or comment about any of our shows, you can email us at iconicevil at gmail.com. That's iconic with a K, evil at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Okay. Okay. Now we start to get into the, the territory where um, you went to shows. Yeah. Um, though I started coming to the this next show. Do you want to introduce that? Okay, and, we'll do that one. Yeah. So that was uh, Friday, an evening with Bede Bertles of Zoot, Mississippi, and Little River Band. Um, so Bede Bertles is an Adelaide musician, performer. Legend, um, apparently. Le- legendary status. Um, he was in the 60s and 70s bands uh, Zoot, Mississippi, and Little River Band. Um, this event was held at the Grand Central Showroom at Dompolsky Centre on Angus Street. So first time for that. I um, believe that's a Polish that's social the, club. That's a Polish club, yeah. And some would say the best social club in the world. Nah. Okay. No, I wouldn't say that. Oh, it's just but, what but I heard. It's, it's, just, it's, just, just the rumour going around town. Nah, there's no rumour. 
Um, it's um, the, the biggest um, and probably the first um, Polish club in Adelaide. Um, it's been there for, I don't know, since 50s, 60s, probably 60s. Um, but uh, this year it is part of the Fringe and it's actually showcasing quite a few um, musical acts, um, which is great. It has got quite a large showroom upstairs, mm. um, plenty of space for um, seating, and there's also a cool balcony and, you know, all your usual facilities. Yeah. Um, but uh, this place was overflowing on it Friday night. Yeah. It was sold out. I Everyone never... wanted a piece of the beebs. Yeah, and um, it was predominantly baby boomers, mm. of course. Yeah, uh, we were the youngest, sense. definitely, by, mm. by a quick glance. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but not for long. Well, I wasn't anyway. Yeah. Because I was rather ill when going to the show and my illness progressed after the second song, so I had to leave. Mm. Um, but how was the rest of the show? Look, the rest of the show was uh, was pretty special. He played for two and a half hours, had a bit of an interval. Um, but look, um, him and his uh, seven-piece backing band, they performed uh, music, um, you know, songs that he'd, he'd written and performed mm. in. Um, you know, songs such as Eleanor Rigby, one of my favourites. Well, um, did we, did we you play that in the last Hutch and Pandemonium? Yes, yeah, I did. That's a really yeah. cool version. I yeah, remember enjoying it is. that. Bit of a kind of hard rock stoner mm. edge to the Beatles. Yeah, that was cool. I mean, like the, I remember, uh, look, I can only talk to the start of it. There was some sad news that one of the monkeys had passed away. Yes, and period so, talk. Period talk. So they played... Um, Daydream Believer the, um, as a, a tribute, which kind of confused me because when I saw it, I thought he was one of the monkeys because I, I came in with very little knowledge about Beebs. Mm. Um, Beebs now, I call him Beebs. Beebs. Um, and so for the, for a while there, I was trying to work out which monkey it was. Well, clearly, he wasn't the dead one. Um, but then I worked out by the second song, he was. Mm. It, it was – a tribute, yeah, and and, and, I, and I think the yeah. um the audience appreciated that. Yeah, you no, know, that it was, was a nice touch, and because was nice. it was you know that era as yeah. well. Yeah, um, um, but, so what was some of the, the favorite song some of the songs he played that you enjoyed? Um, well, apart from Eleanor Rigby, there was um, of course Help Us on Its Way, the Little River Band classic, oh, of course, the classic. Um, reminiscing Happy Anniversary, Curiosity Killed the Cat. Um, not only was the music great, but also the onstage projections that, oh, yeah, you know, portrayed. Right. Um, so played like Bertles. pictures of, from him from his yeah. life in yeah. different eras, yeah. Um, look, it was it was a special show. I think Baby Boomers, like. Oh, they were into it. They were from, completely from the into, they it. Were um, into it. I really enjoyed it, um, and look, it, it would have been great to see, um, you know, maybe him doing another show. But it, but he did announce that he will be returning, and uh, hopefully, fans will get their tickets early and not miss out on this show. Yeah. So, maybe I gave a bigger it, venue, and uh, maybe a bigger venue. I know, as no, well. he was playing the best venue in the world, but maybe he will have to pick something a little lesser but bigger. Yeah, 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 maybe Sebi. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so look, um, I gave it four stars, the ultimate baby boomer music show. Yeah, right. Yeah. Now, I, um, you saw a few more shows, which, um, I had to bail out of because I've been sick. So you invited 
other people to go with you. But um, tell us about really quickly because um, we had to wrap up soon. Yeah, about the last few shows you saw. Okay, so um, Thursday I saw Comfort Food Cabaret at the You Install It Community Kitchen at the Adelaide Central Market. Oh, you went with your mum with this? Yes, I went. Oh, with my mum. So we actually attended this um, this same show last year at a different venue. Same um, presenter though, Michelle Pearson. Um, so she's actually returned to the Adelaide Fringe for the third year and she's once again feeding and entertaining the audiences. So she, what, sings and cooks? So and she, yeah, it's a cabaret, um, cabaret show. So she sings. And yes. Yeah. yeah, it's not burlesque. No. Yeah, you're confusing Come with on, burlesque. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's I like a cab- bit of nudity with my feet. It, it's a cabaret show. <laughs> she, she, um, what she does is gets, you know, popular songs and changes the lyrics slightly to, you know, to, to be about food, yeah, you know, or sure. her obsession with food okay. or, or cooking. And no. while she's doing that, um, she cooks and, um, talks through the recipes of three dishes. So there's an entree. A main and a dessert, uh-huh. and um, everyone in the audience gets gets a small gets um, a, I taster. Guess, a, a taster, but mm. but it's it's quite substantial. Sure, you know, you, you wouldn't walk you out of there of, get a few really hungry. No, yeah, yeah. Um, so look, it it was. Um, I enjoyed the show. I think last year's was a bit better. Um, mm-hmm. This year, she really focused on the comfort food, comfort carby creamy food. Yeah. So, what was the Dishes this year. The dishes. Oh, well, I, I can mention it now because she hasn't got any more shows on. Um, so the entree was a, uh, a, a cheesy and basil pesto arancini ball oh. with romesco sauce and parmesan. Romesco sauce is a capsicum, capsicum sauce, I believe. Sauce. That's what I learned this week. Yeah. yeah. Um, the main was a mac and cheese with bacon. Okay. And the dessert was a no-bake cheesecake with caramelized peaches. Mm. Um so yeah, look, it was it was a fun show. Do go and check her out. She's um she's only had three shows this fringe season. Um for Comfort Food Cabaret. She has got another show is to do with dessert, so if if you're keen on that, you might want to check it out mm-hmm. on Adelaide Fringe website. Um it was a great show, but uh, I I think I enjoyed last year's better. So yep. I'm giving her three and a half stars. Tasty but overindulgent. Do you want to say what happened afterwards? No. Okay. Next. Next. Um, get Rocked with Les Gock and Rick Lum from Hush and Mark Gable from Choir Boys. Uh, this was at the held at the Grand Central Showroom at... GC Dompolsky Center. Oh, so um, do you remember? Greatest venue in the world. Yeah. Um, do you remember the countdown days? Oh yeah, yeah Molly Meldrum. Countdown. And, yeah. Oh, Molly Meldrum. Come on. So he was, Hush- he was like a stepfather to me. <laughs> So, yeah, well, I used to, I used to watch Countdown back in the days as well. Drunk uncle. Drunk uncle. Yeah. Drunk and coked out uncle. Um, so Hush was a band that performed there practically like every single fortnight. Like they were the, the darlings of Countdown. Yeah. And, um. Almost like a house band. Yeah. Yeah. You could say that. And they were Australia's first glam rock band. So they were there before in the seventies before Sherbert. 
who they were dissing throughout the entire. They weren't really. Yeah, they were dissing Sherbert throughout the whole show. It was was great. It was funny. Um, Also, Skyhooks. So Skyhooks were influenced. They had had that weird glam, or was that more Red Simons? That was just glam. No, they were all glam. Shirley was as well. Yeah, he's passed away now. Yeah, 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 the plane. Right. A small plane accident, I believe. Oh, yeah. Shit. Oh, this has gone back a R. while, R. 10 to 15 years ago. Um, but look, this this was a, a gig. I wouldn't even call it a, really a show. Mm. It was a gig. There was um, – the band was uh, made up of, yeah, two members from Hush, Mark Gable on vocals, two other members, and they just ripped through um, some of Hush's songs – like Glad All Over, Boney Maroney, also Run to Paradise, which was Choir no, Boys. Choir Boys. Hit. And I'm like, keep going, I'll go to the toilet. Yeah. Um, but they also, uh, you know, played um, songs by classic Aussie bands, The Easy Beats, Rose Tattoo, ACDC. Uh, Mark Gable's voice was on par and uh, the entire set was energetic and raw. And uh, also a nice touch to the event was the interesting anecdotes of Gok, Lum and Gable, as well as the slideshow of photos um, from back in the day. So I absolutely love this show. I gave it five stars and it's for anyone who likes their rock loud. And unfortunately, the season has ended. Um, then uh, last night I saw a couple of friend shows. Um, that was Saturday, 23rd of February. Uh, Nirvana, Nevermind the Singer at the Crown and Anchor Hotel, or as I always call it, the Cranker. Uh, great White Productions, led by a local muso and friend, Sean Kemp, uh, presented a fantastic tribute to one of the most successful albums of all time. Um, from the brief introduction about the iconic band and album um, to the heartfelt renditions of tracks, um, mixing up the vocalists as well. There was uh, male and female vocalists. Um, the six-piece band did justice to the album Nevermind and the audience absolutely loved it. Um, there was only one show which sold out and I would definitely love to see this oh, presented I would have loved again. To see that. Yeah. yeah. Um, I gave it five stars and my little one liner is never mind. Nah, not a show you should have missed. <laughs> And the final show uh, that I saw was Dirty Tattooed Circus Bastards at Empire Theatre in Gluttony. It's it's the um, the tent right at the end of the park if you're ever looking for it. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, here's my little um, review. Um, two heavily tattooed, bearded, potty-mouthed Irishmen walk into a circus tent with a bag full of garden tools. What could possibly go wrong? Everything and nothing. Um, the shocking duo dabbled in dangerous circus stunts, i.e. juggling with these said um, oddly shaped garden tools, mm-hmm. um, but they also kept the audience in hysterics with their very witty and uh, sometimes very un-PC jokes. 
Um, they did pick on audience members. There wasn't a lot of audience participation, which was, which was good. Um, you know, they, they did their, all their own tricks. Um, but look, it was a really high energy adults only show. And, uh, I think everyone should go and see it. Yeah. It's great. Oh. Um, I gave it five stars, dirty, dangerous, daring, and delightful. And it is running almost daily until Sunday, 17th of March. Wish I was there. Oh, that would have. Definitely it was good. I think you would have liked it. I mean, yeah. other people have um, described this show as Cirque du Soleil meets Motorhead. Mm. Sounded like it. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, is there anything else you want to add? So, any of it? So far, so good. So far, well. so good. Like, I'm feeling a bit tired. Yeah. I mean, one week sure. down, there's still three to go. Yeah. But, uh, more shows to see. Um, more shows to review. Yeah. Yeah. Lo- looking forward to what's coming up me too yeah Yeah. and so we'll uh, let you know more about that as it happens uh but for now that was a big one something to wrap it up yes well that was another weekend chubby um I feel exhausted after that. That was pretty intense. <laughs> well, yeah, that was a big, big. It's been a big review show, and no doubt the next show will be like that. But you know, we we got to take advantage of um, opportunities like this and uh, and share it with everyone. Share it with the world, yeah. and not everyone gets to go, so it's kind of nice to hear what's out there uh, for those people who don't go, or maybe if you're not too sure and you hear something that you you liked and you might want to check it out further, or just get inspired to go out and see something, then definitely do so. Don't get put off by the big crowds. I know that can really be a thing. I know mm. that's a thing for me too. So sometimes yeah. that's something I have to get over. But if go you can. Go during the week. If you can. Yeah, going. We'll, we'll, uh, yeah, we've gone during the week. The weekend's always going to be a bit busier. But yeah, definitely see something. Um, say, even if it's something small. Yeah. Um, and feel good that you're supporting local or, or, or artists who are trying to make their way. Um, in their in their profession but anyway um this is the last part where we usually have a weekend chubby playlist we don't have one this week uh but what i wanted to do is big up a artist who or a band who i've recently uh have come into you've discovered discovered of sorts and, and we actually and you've introduced it to me. Well, in a way, yeah. not really, because Connor, you introduced it to me too in a, a knowing way because we went record shopping a few weeks ago, or a couple of weeks ago, and uh, we came across this particular record. And uh, amongst them, a bunch that I sort of chose for you to recommend, you mm. suggested I listen to this well, one. Well, they were sitting under a certain yes, theme. Uh, yeah, yeah, well, under the, the under stoner. The, the stoner psych section of this particular record store mr v's if you're from adelaide uh, down at Simphore, and I, i'd never heard of them you hadn't heard of them we did some quick research mm. and so i took them home i listened to them that weekend later that weekend and really enjoyed them i only played them to you just before we started yes. your thoughts oh i really enjoyed that yeah stoner rock Sun Grazer, Mirador, they're from... Yeah, uh, Mirador is the band, Sun Grazer is the album. They're from the uh, north of Europe somewhere, a a trio, I believe. Um, Really cool rock, psych bands, 
recommend. So for this chubby planet, I'm, what I'm going to do is put a, a link from the uh, YouTube, which actually plays uh, the full album. Um, I'm not sure if they've got a band camp or anything like that you can check out. Obviously, I'd I'd suggest you buy the album or CD, whatever. But um, do check out or even just search for yourself, Mirador, M-I-R-A-D-O-R, and their album Sungazer that came out in 2011. And it goes for less than an hour, but it's really cool. Check yeah. it out. Have a bit of uh, fun. And that's what we might do sometimes. We might just recommend albums um, for you just to go to as opposed to creating Spotify lists that I'm sure nobody uses. Um, oh, we you know, we can just recommend or highlight an album as well. Mm-hmm. So do check them out. Yes. Let's end. Well, that's been another week in Chubby. I, I, I did say this before, didn't I? Yeah. Okay. Now, now it's for real. Okay. Well, I've been your curator, CM. Well, why am I saying? Oh, I'm going back to the old CM Morrison stuff. No, I'm Chris now. Chris Morrison. I'm using my name. Um, uh, I've been your curator, Chris. Thanks for listening. This has been Mugs. And you can listen to her and me on the next episode of Hush and Pandemonium next, what date? Monday, the 4th of March on 3D Radio, 93.7 FM. Between 9 and 11. 9 and 11 if you're tuning in on the FM dial. Um, Also, uh, you can stream online via the 3D Radio um, website. And uh, yeah, if you partic- have the phone app, you yeah. can listen to it anytime within four weeks. Particularly if you want to listen to my debut on uh, Hush Pandemonium. Yes. That's currently up until it's still uh, up there. the next show. So check yeah. it out. Or you can listen to um, Extra, the latest episode of Extra, which is basically that show as well, um, up and available, which I've called Strange Scenes Inside a... Uh, Secret Sighing Panda, I think I killed it. It had a weird name. Anyway, check it out. Anyway. um, Time to go. May your weekend be chubby. May your weekend be chubby. Adios. This has been one of many shows from the Iconic Evil Podcast. Thanks for listening.